As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 316. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing me so much love. Uh, you really don't know how grateful I am to have you in my life. Uh, you might think that you're grateful to have me in your life uh, in some small way, but I am, uh, I'm like a stage five clinger for you because you guys are just so, so nice, so, so kind, so, so supportive to me. The DMs, the way you support me with my journals, the way you groove with me on Zendisco, the love you show me on Instagram. It's wild, and I would be remiss if I didn't take a minute at the start of every episode to say this, to remind you that I really, really do appreciate you listening and sharing and every every which way you engage with me. So, thank you for that. That's just my quick dose of, of gratitude for you. But speaking of you, the other day on Instagram, I posted a question where I simply said, what's going on in your dating life? And man, you all went in on your answers. Um, it was anonymous. So it was really cool to see everyone, you know, sharing so freely, but it, it seems that it's kind of rough out there. Lots of ups and downs. You know, I read through as many responses as I could. There were over a thousand of them. And I wanted to do a quick episode on what I saw. I want to help answer the question of, when you're going through a rough dating patch, a series of bad relationships, a series of toxic relationships, a cycle of just draining dating, almost relationships, situationships, whatever, should you give up or should you keep trying? And obviously the answer I'm going to say is you should keep trying, duh, but I have some perspective here that I think can be really helpful. Helpful for anyone who's tempted to throw in the towel. And I have a feeling that might be quite a few of you based on the responses to that question I posted. I saw a lot of frustration. I saw a lot of defeated people. 
Like the stories you told me were, were really eye-opening stories of relationships torn apart by cheating, stories of being ghosted and ghosted and ghosted, dating app horror stories, D- stories of people who are just toyed with you and your mental health, like nothing good, right? Really, really draining stuff. Of course, there were some great ones in there, people who were really excited. And I love those. <laughs> I love those, of course. But this is for you if you're tempted to give up right? Because I heard those stories. You told me those stories and then there's you. You're someone who genuinely wants connection. Someone who genuinely is willing to try, is willing to love, is willing to be patient, all of those things. But then there's the universe and the universe didn't (laughs) quite seem to get that memo. And so it's been serving you up a not so delicious cycle of disappointment, frustration, hurt, whatever. And that really sucks for sure. And so I was reading through all the responses and I had two reactions. And the first one is that I am, I'm proud of you, frankly. You know, if you were one of those people who shared a story on Instagram with me, I'm proud of you because amongst the well over 1000 responses I could get in that 24 hour period of time, I didn't see any inkling from any of you that you're so drained, so disappointed, so frustrated to the point where you're willing to settle just to get out of the game. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see anyone who was willing to drop their standards just to have someone so that they didn't have to keep going on bad first dates. I didn't see that. I didn't see anyone who was willing to settle to avoid being ghosted again. I didn't see that. I didn't see anyone who was like, I'm going to go back to my ex because I can't take this anymore. I don't want to keep trying. I didn't see that. And I'm proud of you all for that, for knowing your standards, for sticking with it, for being a bit stubborn in that respect. But then on the other hand, I did see to my point quite a bit of like defeat. I saw a lot of people who are just drained, who are about to call it quits like, and also I saw a lot of people who are like very close to drawing conclusions that I just don't want you to draw that thinking that love, that real love just isn't for you, that you're unlovable, that you're the exception or something like that. I saw that. So obviously you thinking something like that, you being close to giving up, you being drained, you didn't do anything wrong to think that, of course. And you being tempted to think that that's okay. You're human. You're just reacting to the bullshit you're going through, the cycle you're stuck in. And so I get that. I absolutely do. But if that's you, you're about to throw in the towel. You're starting to think you'll never find your person. You're starting to think that maybe you're the problem. I have some perspective for you. And it's not particularly earth shattering, but I've learned, I've learned something. (laughs) I've learned one thing in my life. And that's that right when we are on the brink of giving up, right when we're on the brink of coming to a very unfair conclusion about ourselves, our worth, I think hearing a reminder, a simple reminder about the reality of life, it might be just what we need to re-energize ourselves. I think it might be just what you need to re-energize yourself. So I'm hoping that's what this does for you. And to start, I just want you to realize what failed love is not. What failed love is not. Because that's what we all go through in life. That's likely what you've been through recently, failed love. It's love, it's connection, whatever, that you were willing to try, that you were willing to give a shot, and then it simply just didn't get there. It didn't progress. 
either through the fault of the other person. They weren't serious in the first place. They wanted to keep their options open. They gave you mixed signals. They ghosted you. They lied, whatever. Or you just didn't have a strong connection with that person. And then you're stuck in a cycle of you just can't meet the right person for you. But either way, you can call it failed love. It's just love. It's connection that never got anywhere. And again, I get how frustrating that can be when it's failed love after failed love after failed love, maybe for years even. So I want to tell you what I think that is not, what it does not mean. And first is the most cliche, but it's the most important is that failed love does not mean that you are unlovable. And I say that because I think I need to say that because that is the most defeated but common conclusion I see people come to. And it makes me so sad to see amazing people like you start to believe that. Start to, to see their failed love experiences as clear evidence that they are the one at fault, that they are unlovable. But the saying is true, that you're not unlovable because of someone else's inability to love you. Just because someone else didn't know how to love you doesn't mean you're unlovable. And isn't that all failed love is? Right, failed love, the variety of failed love that is defined by them, for instance, by their inability to commit, by their inability to embrace right person, wrong time, their inability to balance work in a relationship, their inability to fight temptation, their inability to be honest, or failed love, the variety that is, it just wasn't right. It didn't have what it needed to progress. But either way, how could that be your fault? How could that mean that you are unlovable. Like, let's lawyer this. If you were to somehow prove to yourself that you're unlovable as a result of a series of failed relationships, wouldn't that mean that because of that failed relationship, some aspect of you is now less, that your worth is less, and that's why you're unlovable, right? Wouldn't that require it to be true? Wouldn't that be what it means? To say you're unlovable would require that you're less worthy than you were before. But how can you possibly say that it's it's the opposite of course it's the opposite when someone fails to love you that means your worth increases it has to mean that it absolutely has to mean that because think about how trial and error works (laughs) well think about how trial and error what trial and error gets you in life rather it gets you more because you're willing to try you were willing to love and through that process you then finally figure out what works Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. 
Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Isn't that the definition of trial and error? I've been talking a lot about trial and error on the podcast, but that's the definition. You try, so you fail, so you could figure out what works long-term. And so how can a willingness to try and a willingness to fail do anything but increase your worth? It increases your worth. Like, ask yourself that. Maybe that's what you need to snap out of it. Just a, a quick little perspective. Like, this has really worked well for me. How can a willingness to try and fail do anything but increase your worth? And <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but uh, <clears throat> it's like the gym. Uh, it's like the gym. The best workouts sometimes are the ones where you go to failure, where you physically can't do the last rep, where you literally fail on the last rep. But in the gym, that's how you build strength so that you can come back harder, lift more, run farther, longer, whatever it is you're doing. It's a meathead analogy. I get that. But I think a failed relationship has to be looked at in the same way, or at least in a similar way. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm, I'm really genuinely not uh, like pandering here. I, I, Case, really believe this. And it brings me a lot of peace. Like, I really do think that the longer you're single, for instance, the more failed relationships you unfortunately have gone through, the more your overall worth increases. Because again, it means something. It means you didn't settle. It means you didn't lower your standard. It means you didn't change who you are so that someone could love you with whatever limited ability they had to do that. You didn't do any of that. And that only serves to increase your worth. And it means you have now considerable trial and error under your belt. And that's trial and error that by definition, its purpose is to try and fail so that you can find a permanent solution, right? Like that's how I look at it. Here's another very silly analogy. I'm not a big sports guy, all sports, you know, here and there. But uh, have you ever watched like, say, professional baseball, professional football, and the announcers are doing commentary and they're talking about a veteran on the team, a veteran in the league. They're like, oh, here comes so-and-so. It's his 12th season with the team. What a guy. Everyone looks up to him. He puts in the work. He is a true competitor. But, you know, unfortunately, he's never won a World Series. He's never won a Super Bowl. And then they'll say, if there's anyone out here who deserves it, it's this guy. It's him. That's what you hear. That's how we react to people like that. They would never say, oh, here comes Joe and it's his 12th season. He's never won, so he's never going to win. He's all old and washed up. 
No, it's the opposite. He deserves to win because of all that trial and error. He deserves to win. But while he still hasn't and while he's working towards it, that doesn't mean he's wasted his time. It doesn't mean he's wasted his effort. Not at all. And so in the same way, that's my last analogy, I promise. In the same way, I think failed love is nowhere close to being wasted love. It's not wasted time. It's not wasted energy. And of course, yeah, it can become those things if you're aware of what you're doing and and you're sticking around in a toxic relationship and you refuse to do anything about it. But for the most part, love that you're willing to try to make work, love that you're vulnerable enough to give a shot, it's never wasted. Because it's doing the opposite of what we're tempted to think, which is we think it's eroding our worth every fail, every fail, every fail. It's the opposite. It's increasing your worth. It's building your worth. And I can go on and on and I can give the most cliche reasons why. And I could talk about how failed relationships teach you to have a higher standard and it shows you what you don't deserve and all those things. And I stand by that. I could do episodes on that. I think I have. But more so, when things don't work out with one person, all that means is it didn't work out with one person. It has to mean that. It didn't work out with one person. That doesn't mean that it won't work out with another person. That has to be, I think, our, our joint glass half full belief. And when it is, then life simply becomes about being willy, willing to try to find that next one person. And that in between time, the time that's between failed loves, it's a time where your worth only increases. It only increases. And it has to mean that because someone else's, that one person's inability to know how to love you, to learn how to love you, it doesn't mean you're unlovable. Because if anything, their shortcoming reminds you that their shortcoming is leading you somewhere. And in my mind, isn't that something you're like oddly grateful for? Like hypothetical situation. What if they hid that shortcoming for a while longer? And then you invested yourself even further in the relationship. And all the while they continued to hide themselves. They continued to hide their real self from you until boom, a year later, their shortcoming became very evident and it ended. The relationship ended. Wouldn't you be grateful for the fact that it failed today instead? And of course, I know that's not easy, but that should remind you of your worth, that your time is best spent with someone who does know how to love you, or it's best spent free to find that person. But please don't think that just because someone didn't treat you right, that you're unlovable, or that someone else will do the same because of that history. Just because it didn't work out with someone, it doesn't mean it'll happen again and again and again. Just because a relationship fizzled out doesn't mean the next one will fizzle out. Just because one person played you, duped you, toyed with you, led you on, it doesn't mean the next person will. That was that person's shortcoming, not yours. And overall, don't you hope that your person, your person that's out there, your one person who will know how to love you, don't you hope that they think in a similar way to what I'm describing, right? That in their shoes, if they were to meet you for the first time, that they didn't assume that you're like their ex, that you're just like all the other guys, that you're just like all the other girls. No, you'd want them to be open to seeing you for you, to not make an assumption based on their past failed loves. So I think you should do the same. Know that you are not unlovable and that a pattern is a pattern until it's not a pattern anymore. (laughs) That's how life works. A cycle is a cycle until it's not a cycle anymore. And you know how you break out of a cycle? 
out of a, out of a pattern of failed love, you double down. You don't give up. You double down. You triple down. Like I did an episode the other day of how I prevent myself from doing things because I think they might be cringy. Like how, how do I stop myself from not doing things in life that might be embarrassing? I talked about the, you know, the totally normal conversations I have in my head where I hear that little voice that says, don't do that. That's cringy. But then I've trained myself to get fired up. I get competitive when I hear that voice and I'm like, oh yeah, you think? Well, watch this. I think it's the same mentality when it comes to failed love and how I think the most compassionate way to react is to double down. And of course, there are times to heal. There are times to take a long break and just embrace yourself. No pressure to date, no pressure to even try. I'm all for that. I am 1 million percent all for that. I wrote an entire book called Single is Your Superpower, Embracing Being Single and Embracing Being Single and Not Even Trying. That's awesome. But if you want to find the love you deserve and you decide you're ready, that's when you double down. You get competitive. You say, oh yeah, universe, you're going you're gonna to throw another person my way who just can't see what I bring to the table. You're going to send me another person who's not ready. You're going to send me another person who just isn't right for me. Oh yeah, well, watch this. I'm going to get fired up. I'm not going to give up. What are you kidding? I'm not going to give up. That would mean I'm not worthy. That would mean there's something wrong with me. It's not me. It's them. Or it's just not the right time. It's just not the right circumstance. That's fine. But either way, I think you should get fired up. And you could throw some mental shade at those people if you want. But while you do, also realize that despite what you see in movies or on social media, people rarely find, quote, love on the first try, on the fifth try, on the 10th try. That's permanent love. Like seriously, I wish I could reference, I probably could probably reference some like actual statistics, but uh, you know, science, but these things, they can't possibly come easy. Like amidst the, the list of things in life that you want, you'd probably say that a lifelong committed partner is somewhere near the top, one of the top spots, um, the most, one of the most wanted things in your life. One of the things in your life that's going to helpfully last forever. You can't possibly expect that to come easy. And so I think the reality is, unfortunately, it's going to require failed love and quite a few of them. But nowhere in that equation, again, that's an equation about what you want, about what you deserve. It's an equation about something you want to last forever. Nowhere in that equation, as you travel along through it, is anything about you being unlovable. The fact is, the people who didn't know how to love you simply are not for you. But each one strengthens your worth. It does not erode it. Each one further solidifies your standards. And so I just wanted to remind you of this. You know, call it perspectives, call it mantras, whatever you want. When you need them, maybe now, maybe in the future, know that the solution to failed love, it can't be to give up. It can't be to stop being willing to try to love. It can't be to blame yourself. It can't be to think that your worth is less as a result. Because I think the answer is to try more, to love more, to try harder, to double down, to triple down, do whatever it takes. It's to recognize that the universe rewards people on their 10th, 20th, 30th try, whatever it is. And if you don't believe that, and you're like, eh, okay, so that's silly. Well, then I guess I'm silly. <laughs> I'm just a silly goose. But doesn't that sound like a more peaceful way to live life? To not give up? to not stay in the past and to not and to not project past failed love onto future potential. So maybe try that. Just when you want to throw in the towel, 
Just when you want to give up and say, I am unlovable, remember who the heck you are. Remember what you bring to the table. Remember the worth that has only been increasing over the years. And realize that someone who didn't recognize that, they can't possibly be your person. But the next one could. So that's it. Just something to consider. I'll end it right there. If this was helpful, I'd love it if you'd share it with a friend. I'd also be so grateful if you check out newmindsetwhodis.com, pick up a journal. But that's it. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you for listening. And until next episode, I'm out. need a lot of money to do more with it. Join Padma Lakshmi, Viola Davis, and Fidelity's Women Talk Money team during our free Women's History Month series as we get real about ways you can start planning and saving for the future you want so you can feel good about your money every step of the way. Save your seat today at fidelity.com slash WHM. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, member NYSE, SIPC. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.